1: We continue to follow developing news as it relates to Afghanistan. Uh, If you've been waiting for the uh, president to address the nation, uh, a lot of people have been waiting throughout the day today for that. uh, The president is now scheduled to speak at 2.30 local time, 4.30 Eastern time uh, to the nation to address Afghanistan. Uh, So a significant delay throughout the day from uh, the Biden administration, uh, I think as they try to recalibrate and uh, refocus uh, both their message and their strategy Uh, both that have been uh, lacking a little bit and have been uh, criticized uh, across the political spectrum uh, and around the world. Uh, This is uh, not a strong stance, and many are questioning that uh, and why that is. What is it that is causing the administration to be so slow to take information, so slow to process, so slow to decide, and so slow to take decisive action? Uh, and communicate that by the way with some clarity and transparency and so I want to continue on our conversation as we just try to figure out all the pieces of this so that when the president does speak we can put it into context so some of the things that I want you to be listening for when the president does address the nation uh, obviously there's been much focus around the date August 31st is it possible can it be done uh, we mentioned previously the uh, press conference held by a number of the Republican members of Congress after their uh, secure briefing, closed-door briefing uh, from uh, leadership uh, from the Defense Department, the State Department, and the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs. And in in that uh, press conference, uh, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy said that the August 31st deadline is just an unrealistic goal and it shouldn't be dictated uh, by what the Taliban Thinks that we should or shouldn't do.
2: No one understands or believes that they can get out by the 31st. And to allow the Taliban to dictate to America when we depart and that we have to leave Americans there. No American should be held hostage and no American should be left. And if it's very clear from this conference that we will spend our time on the floor only focused on this.
1: All right, so that was uh, Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy saying after he went into uh, that uh, classified briefing uh, that he just believes the 31st is just not realistic and uh, criticized uh, listening to the Taliban. Now, in an interview with Sky News yesterday, the Taliban spokesperson, uh, Shuhel Shaheen, uh, said that he would not allow the U.S. to extend the deadline past August 31st.
0: If the U.S. or the U.K. wanted to extend the 31st, of august deadline in order to continue evacuations out of the country would you agree to that no no why not uh, this is uh, something uh, you can say it's a red line president biden um, announced uh, this agreement until uh, 31st of august they would withdraw all their military forces Uh, so if they extend it that means they are extending occupation While uh, there is no need uh, for for that, I think it will deteriorate the relation that will uh, create mistrust between us.
1: So, again, we have the the battle now, the Taliban saying it is a red line, 31st. The president seems to be uh, backing into that. And as we reported earlier, he told the members of the G7 that the U.S. was on pace, on track uh, to get out by the 31st and, and that deadline. In yesterday's White House press briefing, Press Secretary Jan Saki pushed back against uh, several of uh, those in the room, including correspondent Peter Doocy's uh, accusation that there were Americans uh, that are stranded uh, in Afghanistan. And here's uh, how that played out.
2: Does the president
0: have a sense that most of the criticism is not of leaving Afghanistan? It's the way that he has ordered it to happen. By pulling the troops before getting these Americans who are now stranded. Does he have a sense of that? First of all, I think it's irresponsible to say Americans are stranded. They are not. We are committed to bringing Americans who want to come home, home. We are in touch with them via phone, via text via email, via any way that we can possibly reach Americans to get them home if they want to return home. There are no Americans stranded is the White House's official position on what's happening in Afghanistan. I'm just calling you out for saying that we are stranding Americans in Afghanistan. When I said when we have been very clear that we are not leaving Americans who want to return home, we are going to bring them home. And I think that's important for the American public to hear and understand.
1: So, the Pentagon Press Secretary John Kirby was then asked uh, about this same situation in terms of American citizens being trapped or stranded or whatever you want to call it. Uh, The fact that uh, being able to get all of them out by the 31st, by anybody's standard, uh, with the exception of the White House, uh, seems to think that's just not going to be possible. Uh, We also know that things are tightening around the airport. We know that after. The Afghan citizens are no longer to have just that easy, direct line uh, or access to the roads leading to the airport, uh, that that's beginning to be clamped down. Uh, And so whether there are Americans that are we're not saying they are stranded forever. Uh, I think there are some who I'm sure if you ask them, feel very stranded at the moment. Uh, But uh, as I mentioned, Pentagon Press Secretary John Kirby was asked about that. Here's was here was his response.
2: John, were you being uh, <clears throat> deliberately vague when you uh, said the number of Americans was several thousand, or was it <clears throat> because you're not sure of the number? If, if you need to check the number, I mean, that's, that's the most important number here, the number of Americans. So if it's just a, a matter of checking the number, can you do that and give it to us? Or if you're being deliberately vague, don't tell, tell me why you're being deliberately vague.
0: I think I'm just going to leave it at several thousand right now, Dave.
2: Well, then tell us why.
0: Because I think uh, the number is very fluid, um, and it literally changes nearly by the hour. It's
2: not more fluid than than these eleven thousand thirty seven. I'm going to leave it several thousand right now.
1: So again, very vague answer uh, coming out of the State Department, and uh, again, to me, that just. People just want a little bit of clarity. I understand and I totally get that things are changing by the hour, probably by the minute, and that's a lot of information. There's a lot of processing going on, and I understand Pentagon Press Secretary John Kirby uh, not being sure, and it's okay to say I don't know, but you better have an answer as to why you don't know uh, or why you're not willing to share that number because, again, what happens is we get – our confidence undermine. Uh, and that's a, that's a big part of this issue. Uh, another issue that many people are asking about is all of the equipment that uh, America just left behind, uh, leaving the air base in the middle of the night uh, without warning or notification to NATO or to our other allies. Uh, and all of the equipment uh, is a real issue, about $85 billion worth of equipment we imagine. And in the uh, press briefing, uh, Congressman uh, James Bank uh, from Indiana uh, outlined some of that equipment and what it means that that has fallen into the hands of the Taliban.
2: The Taliban now has access to over eighty five billion dollars worth of American military equipment that includes seventy five thousand vehicles, over two hundred airplanes and helicopters, over six hundred thousand small arms and light weapons. The Taliban now has more Black Hawk helicopters than 85 percent of the countries in the world. But they don't just have weapons. They also have night vision goggles, body armor, medical supplies and unbelievably unfathomable, unfathomable to me and so many others is that the Taliban now has biometric devices which have the fingerprints, eye scans and the biographical information of the afghans who helped us over the last 20 years and here's what we just learned again and the briefing that we just walked out of is this this administration still has no plan
1: so the challenge again you look at just the sheer numbers 85 billion is a lot the fact that uh, the taliban now have more black hawk helicopters than 85 percent of the nations of the earth uh, that's pretty significant. You start talking about the biometric devices. You talk about arms and night vision, goggles and body armor, medical supplies. Uh, they are very well equipped at the moment. Uh, Representative Chris Stewart uh, noted uh, what might happen to some of that equipment with Dave janovic earlier today.
0: The Taliban's certainly not going to give it back to us. They may not be able to use some of that equipment, but they'll sell it to Iran or they'll sell it to China. For example, the Black Hawk helicopters, there's very sophisticated encryption and secure communications on many of those helicopters. That's very valuable to the Chinese.
1: Much more to come. We'll continue to follow that. The president will speak at 2.30 today. We'll cover that live here on KSL News Radio. We're going to shift gears a little bit when we come back. Looking for an apprenticeship. I think apprenticeships are the great untapped goldmine for us in this country. We're going to talk about it coming up next.
0: It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison.